ஓம் ஸ்தாபகாய சர்வர்மஸ்வரூபிணி அவதாரவரிஷ்டாயிருஷ்ணயே நம ஓம் ஜனனீம் சாரதம் தேவீம் ராமகிருஷ்ணம் ஜகத்குரும் பாரபத்மேத்தயோஸ்திரிணமாமி முகுர்முகு ஓம் மங்களம் குருதேவாய தேவியமத்திரிஷமங்களம் மங்களம் பக்தாபிருந்தேவியோசர்வோகாயமங்களம் ஓம் குருர்பிரமா குரு விஷ்ணு குருதேவோர்மஹீஸ்வர குருரேவ பரம் பிராமன் தஸ்மை ஸ்ரீ குருவே நமகாஸ்வீக் was uh, uh um what was it it was sri ramakrishna on the boat ride with keshav sen keshav sen and vijay krishna goswami and these are very important big leaders of the brahma samaj movement and so today's uh section happens the very next day uh, again sri ramakrishna is talking to another program of the brahma samaj the brahma samaj everybody here already knows what the brahma samaj is a uh, was an organization that came up to force Sri Ramakrishna's advent around that time in uh response to the challenge of Christianity and the like so different people responded to the the challenge of Christianity differently some by uh uh rejecting fighting against Christianity others by converting to Christianity and the Brahma Samaj uh res- responded and the organizations pre- preceded it with uh um reinterpreting their own religion in the light of christianity right so it became a very christianized form of of hinduism they believe that that uh, hinduism actually was like if christian said there's no you shouldn't uh it's wrong to sin to uh to have an image of god or to uh worship an, an a, a statue or a deity form of the lord they said oh yes it's 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 that's our original hinduism it also says it's wrong like that they found and they kind of they they're thinking they're purifying hinduism of of these primitive beliefs that have kept them back um sri ramakrishna and and there was a unique thing because sri ramakrishna's teachings or experience he was he somebody who lived in a kali temple who constantly had visions of forms of gods and goddesses who worshiped deities did pujas right as well, uh, yet they loved him and he loved them for some reason you know he loved them because they were, he saw they were sincere people even in that group and he called them the 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 modern brahmagyanis right of course that was an affectionate name maybe not every brahma samaj member was a nowhere brahman sri ramakrishna's definition of a nowhere brahman is not just a member of an institution but he could he said that there what it is that they that they were like the ancient rishi some there's so many different views of god some whole god has form some whole god is formless different traditions and like christianity and islam the brahma samaj believed in a personal god it wasn't like an impersonal aspect of god or brahman they believed god was a person or personal form personal being a person i guess <laughs> but without a form right so that's like the god's a pers- personal has qualities but no form where like advaita vedanta be no form and no qualities and then the more devotional schools of hinduism god has form god has qualities god has a name god has activities god has a, a, an address mm-hmm. right nama rupa guna and stan and uh, lila all these different things are aspects of the one the, the name god's name god's form god's qualities god's realm right and like that god's activities so 
Brahma Samaj had this view, and so Sri Ram, and also we can see historically the 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 flow, the the transformation of the Samaj. Their songs became more and more devotional, and, and by the end, even one of their big leaders, uh, Keshav Sen, he died singing Kali's name. So he became, I mean, so and B J Krishna Goswami, another great leader of the Samaj, that like was last week we read about. He became an uh, uh, incredible leader of the Vaish- of a Vaishnava revival in Bengal. So, <clears throat> anyway, so so today is uh, this is book three, uh, volume one, book three, uh, chapter one. Uh, it's titled Sri Ramakrishna in the Festival Temple. Sri Sri Ram Sri Sri Deva has come to visit the Brahma Samaj of Sinti the 28th of October in 1882, according to the Christian calendar, Saturday, in the month of Ashwin, the second night of the waning moon. Waning moon means it's after the full moon, right? So this is the second, so the moon's still very bright. Today there is a great festival here, the Brahmo Samaj is biannual. That is the reason for Bhagavan Sri Ramakrishna's invitation here. At about three or four in the afternoon, he was present at Sri Yukta Benimadav Paul's captivating garden house, having arrived by carriage with a few devotees from the Dakshineshwar Kalibari. In this garden house, the Brahma Samaj holds their meetings. He, meaning Sri Ramakrishna, he loves the Brahma Samaj very much, and the members of the Brahma Samaj have also, also have tremendous devotion and faith in him. The day before, that is Friday in the afternoon, with how much joy they had traveled around by streamer along the bosom of the Bhagirati, the Ganga, from the Kalibari to Calcutta, accompanied by Sri Yukta Keshav Sen, Chandra Sen and his disciples and devotees. Sinti, and no, I'm not pronouncing it, what did she tell us? There's a way I pronounce it, I can't know, it's a, it's a neighborhood in Bengal, even now. Uh, Lopa said it's now a, a famous bus stop, so you can get off at Sinti. That time it was a, 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 a suburb, like, uh, natural, uh, definitely not in the core of the city. Sinti was close to Paikpara, one and a half uh, kroshas, or three miles north of Kolkata. We have mentioned the captivating garden house. The place is quite secluded, especially suited for the worship of Bhagavan. The master of the garden house organizes two festivals a year, once in autumn and once in spring. On the occasion of these great festivals, he invites many devotees from Calcutta and Sinti's neighboring villages. So today, Shivanath and a number of other devotees have come from Calcutta. Shivanath is another important uh, devotee of Sri Ramakrishna who is uh, one of the leaders of the Samaj also. Among them, most participated in the worship in the morning. There will also be worship in the at evening time. So they are waiting. Moreover, they have heard that in the afternoon a great soul will be coming and that they will be able to see his blissful form, drink in his heart-capturing words of nectar. Words of nectar is Katamrit, the name of the book, Sri Ramakrishna's Katamrit. His captivating words of nectar and be able to hear that sweet devotional singing of his and see his dance, rare among the gods and full of love for Hari. In the afternoon, the garden has become full of many people. Some are seated on wooden seats under the bower, a bower covered in vines. Some, perhaps accompanied by friends, are wandering along the bank of the beautiful pond. Most are already waiting the arrival of Sri Ramakrishna and have taken their seats in the Samaj house. A pond stall 
is the entrance gate of the garden. You can't go to a festival without a, a good place to buy pan, I think. It's very, I can totally visualize right outside a little stand. <laughs> Nowadays it would be, there'd be a Starbucks right outside, you know, something like this. <laughs> Important. Uh, pan, where are we upon? Uh, Entering, one feels as if a pujabari, as if it is a pujabari. Pujabari is the uh, the hall where people perform the Durga puja, right? As if it, uh, during the autumn's Durga puja, and that there will be a stage performance at nighttime. The four directions are filled with joy. The blue sky of autumn is radiating joy. Amongst the trees, vines, and shrubs of the garden, a breeze of bliss has been blowing since dawn. It is as if the sky, the animals, the trees and vines are singing in unison. Today, what delightful breeze flows through life in the Lord's auspicious radiant beams. Very poetic setup. It is as if everyone is thirsting for the Lord's vision. At this, at this time, Sri Sri Paramahansadeva, Sri Ramakrishna's carriage arrives in front of the Samaj house. Everyone has risen to receive the great soul. He has arrived. People are approaching from all four directions and encircling him. A platform has been erected in the middle of the main hall of the Samaj house. The place is completely full of people. At the front of the stage, at the front is the stage. There the Paramahansadev is seated. People are there as well. And on both sides of the stage are two rooms. People are in those rooms as well. In the doorways of the rooms, people are eagerly standing. Steps leading up to the stage extend from one end to the other. Those steps, too, are overcrowded with people. Not far from the steps are two or three trees, on the sides a bower of vines, and at that place are a few wooden seats. Even there, people are eager and anxious to hear and looking in the direction of the great soul. Between rows and rows of, fruits, of fruit and flowering trees lies a path. All the trees are swaying slightly in the breeze, as if they are joy joyfully bowing their heads to greet him. Thakur Paramahansadeva took his seat, smiling. Now all eyes at the same time fell upon his blissful form. It is like at a theater, when as long as the performance has not commenced, some in the audience are laughing, some conversing about various subjects, some are walking around alone or with friends, some are eating pan or chewing tobacco. But as soon as a curtain is raised, then everyone stops all conversations and begins to fix their attention with one pointed focus on the stage. Or it, is if, or it is like swarms of bumblebees that fly around different kinds of flowers, but after discovering a lotus, abandon the other flowers and come rushing to drink the lotus honey. Chapter 1 is just the, the scene, the stage. Chapter 2, in conversation with the devotees, with a smile on his face. One thing we should remember, Sri Ramakrishna, we usually think Sri Ramakrishna, now we think we know, Sri he's sitting usually, most of the Katamrita has him sitting in his room on a, on a bench, wooden bench, wooden cot, talking to, to his few disciples. Usually a room not more than this many people, usually it's a few people, right? And, uh, um, but how natural, he, he he's comes to a big festival with hundreds of people. 
they have a big stage he sits on the stage and starts talking without any without any hesitation easily capturing the crowd but those events if you know the brahma samaj's worship they usually sit and they start by chanting om together right then they then somebody recites verses from the upanishads and the and the vedas then there's some group chanting usually with organ right and then somebody gives a, ta- a very somber talk you know it's done like a very much like a church like a bit like a hindu version of a church service you know but sri ramakrishna immediately he breaks such uh, such things so with a smile on his face Thakur proceeded to cast his gaze at sri yukta shivanath that one devotee and other devotees he is saying here shivanath you see you are devotees seeing you all there is great joy it's the nature of a ganja smoker when he sees another ganja smoker he becomes very happy <laughs> perhaps he even hugs him that's a <laughs> so, so that's uh, i am not a ganja smoker no matter what my hair looks what I look like with my haircut right so I don't know but I imagine people have told I know ganja smokers and they say they can recognize in a crowd who's another ganja smoker <laughs> and as soon as that you know it's like I would not I, I would not I remember one time I made a comment that uh, somebody told me that no we were walking in Ber- another secret I, I, I went to school in Berkeley where I think there's a few ganja smokers also in Berkeley <laughs> and somebody t- somebody was walking with me may have been you, I forget, no, it wasn't you. And he says, you know, like the last three, four minutes, three people have asked us if we want to buy drugs. I says, nobody's asked us anything. He says, you don't, you're not paying attention. If you know, you know the room, the, my emotion, they can recognize. And also how much joy if you find somebody who's like you. Right, Sri Ramakrishna is saying like, a devotee is like that with other devotees. Right, seeing, seeing another devotee, you become happy. You want to embrace, right? So... Here, Shivanath, you see, you are devotee. Seeing you all, there is great joy. It's the nature of a ganja smoker when he sees another ganja smoker. He becomes very happy. Perhaps he even hugs, hugs him. Shivanath and everyone laugh. When I see those whose minds are not in God, I tell them, go and sit over there for a while. Or I say, go look at the fine buildings. This is that Dakshinishwar. This is... Uh, uh, he talks, uh, you, we all know, if you, if you have some friends and you want to go to visit the temple, right, but they're not that interested. They get antsy, and they don't, like, oh my God, there's a long talk. They're not interested, you know, it's like, you know, like they get, this is the type of thing he's seen. So, uh, 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 that along with devotees, not all devotees, not everybody that comes with the devotees is the devotee, so we see the difference. Again, I am seeing along with the devotees, wretched people have come. They're very worldly-minded you don't, they don't enjoy talking about God. Perhaps they, the devotees, are talking with me for a long time about God. Over here, there's others who can't sit still any longer, and they're getting fidgety. Again and again, they whisper in their ears, When are you going? When are you going? Perhaps they, the devotees, say, Just wait, a little, we'll, wait, and a little while we'll go. Then the others get annoyed and say, well, well then, you talk. We'll go and sit in the boat. If you tell worldly people, to renounce everything and be absorbed in God's lotus feet, they'll never listen. So to attract worldly people, Gaur and Nitai, Sri Chaitanya and Nityananda, the two brothers, got together and after some discussion, they came up with a plan, with this plan. And then it simply goes into the words of a song. I think it must have been a song during Thakur's time. Can you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't 
my bengali is magal macha jhol jukti meyer kol bolo haribo bol haribo right that means catfish soup a young woman's lap a young lady's lap just say haribol this is the song <laughs> right greedy for the first two many would go and chant haribol haribol after acquiring a little taste for the nectar of hari's name they would come to understand that catfish soup is nothing more than the tears that fall due to love for hari this means the, the salty tears come you taste your own tears salty tears young la- young lady means the earth a young lady's lap means rolling in the dust out of love for hari somehow or other nitai would make them chant hari's name even if by trick if you tell people come and chant give up the world meditate on god give up everything they won't listen but if you give them a soup cat fish soup a young lady's lap <laughs> very nice advertisement somehow or other nitai would make them chant hari's name Chaitanyadev has said and this is bolded God's name has great glory It may not bear fruit quickly but at some time or other it will bear fruit Nikhil says Akliya I think in this if we know the story they've as we they've come down to us of Chaitanya and Nityananda that this plan really is probably Nityananda's plan Right, Nityananda has very, was very enthusiastic getting people to chant, and and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a little orthodox, and formal, and but Nityananda would break anything. He'd like he's like, even by tell him you'll we'll give them fish, right, and a pretty girl, again <laughs> anything to make them chant. There's records, not in Chaitanya Charitamrita, some other texts, secondary texts, that describes well people were go, going to a public place to go to the bathroom. He locked the door from outside. Says say say Hari Bol, I won't let you out. Right, and I'd be, I mean, you, you don't tell people, you lock people in the bathroom and say, chant Hare Krishna in the bathroom. That's like, but he's somehow or another, whatever it is, get them, and once in their life they should say this name. I won't let you out. You'll be stuck in this dirty place. Right, this is not Chaitanya's method, this is Nityananda's method. So I think the plan is actually Nityananda's, my guess, this plan. Other places I think Thakur, uh, Thakur says that, that Nityananda's plan. Hmm. It may not bear fruit quickly, but at some time or other it will bear fruit. It's like someone has left a seed on the cor- cornice of a house and gone away. After many days, the house fell to the ground, and then that same seed fell into the soil, became a tree, and it bore fruit. Hmm. That's why we like we did one hour. We did kirtan, bhajan, and kirtan, right? And so we don't. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't guess what 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 people's inner experiences were but most i don't think people went into, into ecstatic darshan and liber, li, became fully liberated and ecstatic uh, vision of god but those that name has to have an effect those seeds either now either tomorrow in 100 years and 100 lives that seed has to come the fruit the seed of that the, the, of, of the name has to bear fruit there's another place he says like this is that you isn't that your tattoo Isn't there a similar thing about the seed? It's a little, little different. He said the seed is so, so small and so soft, and yet it breaks the earth. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. So the and seed, the seed of God's name is very small. equal, equal, give fully. So, um, I'm sorry. Uh, became a tree and it bore fruit. And then he goes into a talk of the three gunas, right? 
Just as worldly people have with them the three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas, in the same way devotion has also the three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas. Do you know the worldly person's type of sattva guna? These are the signs of sattva in a worldly person. The house is broken here, broken there. He doesn't fix it. In the worship hall, pigeons are shitting. He uses strong language. He uses common language here. So, uh, in the uh, in the courtyard, moss is growing. He's not at all conscious of it. The furniture is old. He doesn't try to spruce it up at all. His clothing is whatever is available. The person is very peaceful, gentle, compassionate, and unassuming. He doesn't harm anyone. Sometimes we, I, this is, I've been reading these words my own entire adult life, but still my idea of sattva means oh, very clean. Everything is is organized and clean. This is not the sign. This is a, a he says sattva is somebody who's not that concerned with external things. This is a sattvic person in the material world. There are also signs of a worldly person's rajaguna. A watch, a watch chain, two or three rings on a hand. The furniture of the house is very spick and span. On the wall there is a picture of the queen, a picture of the prince, a picture of some rich man. The house is whitewashed. There is not even a little spot anywhere. Various types of nice garments. Even the servants have outfits. Everything's like that. And the side of a worldly, signs of a worldly person's tamaguna, sleep, l- lust, Greed, ego, all of these. So these are, he describes the symptoms of the, of the, of the, of the sattva, rajas, and tamas of a worldly person. He also describes of a bhakta. Bhakta's also, devotion also has uh, gunas. Guna bhakti, right? Uh, he doesn't go here. He describes that in other, because it's a big public meeting. When he's giving more private instructions, he talks about real, the highest type of devotion is nirgun, parabhakti. Uh, beyond the gunas, uh, uh, that's a different, more esoteric topic, not for the open discussion, so he's not bringing it up here. But he says, and devotion has sattva. The devotee who has sattva guna meditates in great privacy. Right? This means he's not showing anything. He's not showy. Right? Perhaps he meditates inside his mosquito net. Everyone thinking, he's asleep. I guess he wasn't able to sleep that night. That's why he's getting up so late. Meanwhile, care for the body only goes as far as appeasing his hunger. He's only taking greens and rice. Meals are never a spectacle. Clothing is never flashy. The furniture in the house isn't at all showy. And a devotee with sattvaguna never gets wealth by using flattery. If one has a rajas of devotion, rajaguna, that devotee perhaps has holy markings. This is what I have on my head here big tilak, has a rosy of Rajakshabit. This is now describing somebody we know here. <laughs> Rajakshabit. And, and that rosary has here and there a little bead of gold. <laughs> and when he performs puja, he first puts on a silk cloth, and then he performs puja. One who has a tamas of devotion, not even devotion has tamaguna, has burning faith. That type of devotee comes before God and uses force, like a decoit, snatching away wealth. Kill, cut, bind. It's this kind of decoit robbery attitude. Forcing your will on God, the tamasic attitude towards God. With an upward gaze, 
Takur is singing in his voice, infused with divine love. It's a very beloved. We have a recording of the song. You don't know this Gaya Ganga Prabhas. You don't think that one yet. You have to learn all these songs one by one. Takur sings. Gaya Ganga Prabhas Kashi Kashi Kanchi. Who has any need of them? What are these? These are these these holy places. These are places also, these are mukti dams. If one dies in such places, one attains liberation. So he's saying, who has need to go to go to these holy places to attain liberation, to die there? Right? If saying Kali, 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 my life breath ceases. Does the one who say who says Kali at the three junctures need to perform the twilight rites? These are the sandhyas. When you, if you're simply saying God's name at the, at the times, at, there's no need to all these pujas and rituals. Into the twilight itself, the sandhya, those rites pursue him. They can never catch him. Compassion, vows, charity, and the rest. These the mind no longer takes. All, all of Madan's sacrifice is offered at the crimson feet of Brahma Moi, Divine Mother. Kali's name has such glories. Who can know that? Mahadev, the god of gods, sings those glories with all his five mouths. Takur is singing like one intoxicated, like one who has been initiated into the mantra of fire. This is a great line. We're we're investigating what this means. Diksha in, uh, what is it? Agni mantra. So he's singing like one who's been initiated into a mantra of fire, and it's seen some some notes uh, that this means that one who's taken a fiery vow, I shall do it or anything, I shall do it or die. The the, the decoit attitude, right? So he's himself is singing the song. If I die saying Durga Durga, O Mother, on this last day, I will see how you fail to save this fallen one, O Shankari. He only gives a few lines of this longer song. But he's a, it's also this rajasic thing. It says in the scriptures, one who says God's name at the time of death will attain, liber- attain liberation. So if I die saying Kali, Kali, or Krishna, Krishna, we'll see, you can't help but say, you have to save me. Right? You'll see how you, how you cannot save me. He's challenging God. Just try not to save me. Whatever Krishna says, whatever you think at the time of death, that you attain. But it requires a life of saying. To think of that at the time of death. Yes, yes. Because we always, we've heard many times people say it, that uh, that your life comes before you, flashes before you at that moment. Even people who have a near accident, they have like that. And so if the habit is not there, it would be hard to catch. Many, many, many years ago, I think it was at whose house? When, on New Year's Eve, I've mentioned this before, was some... Um, uh, home program, New Year's Eve home program, somebody's house. And one sannyasi, Giriraj Swami, I think, gave a talk. And he told a story, and very powerful, stuck in my mind. He says that this one devotee, uh, he knew, uh, maybe some of you have heard me tell this story, because I think I tell it every New Year's, because I heard it on New Year's, right? But it's very, really strong, is that this person was driving, and he got, just like out of a movie, he gets stuck on, on, a, on a train track, uh, a train crossing. Right and you know, ding, ding, ding. Lights come down, and he realized a car, and the train's coming, and he's stuck. Right, so he realized I'm not gonna, I'm, I can't get out. You know, I'm gonna get hit. So he lifts his hands, goes Hare Krishna. Then he thinks, what's gonna happen to my wife? And then the train hits. Right, natural. That's the most natural thing. Right, and he survived it with injuries, but he survived. 
But he realized that that test, that the last thought, it was the second to the last thought. Second to the last thought was Hare Krishna. Second one, the last thought was going to happen to my family. So that's, so he, and he says that, that Swami said that to watch him do his japa now is like, so he's like, he had a test, he had a practice test, and it didn't go well. <laughs> so he's practicing very nice. He's practicing now very intensely, right? What I have chanted her, uh, uh, if I die saying Durga, Durga, mother, on this last day, I shall see how you fail to save this fallen one. Oh, Shankari. What? I have chanted her name. How can I have any sin? I am her son. I am an heir to her wealth. Such a spirit is needed. This is a tamaguna, Thomas of bhakti, right? That tam- tamasic attitude towards, towards religion. We know another uh, very nice uh, doctor, Bengali doctor. He's a very devoted devotee of Sri Ramakrishna, and Sri Ramakrishna has also made some statements like this: "One who, one who, who thought of me, I will come at the time of their death." Right. So he told me, "I have nothing to fear. When I die, if Sri Ramakrishna doesn't save me, I shall find him wherever he is, somewhere, and I shall find him and slap him on the face." Because it means he lied. He said, you know, that type of tamas, like, what? You know, I'll force you to do it. You said, you have to do it. So a particular attitude, this heroic, dekoit, dekoit uh, devotee. Demon bhakta, we sometimes <laughs> refer to them in our community. Demon bhaktas. Bhakta bhairava, also the term. Here it's like, what is the term? It's like dekoit bhakta or something. If you give a turn to tamaguna, God can be attained. This is a big teaching of Sri Ramakrishna. Whatever your emotion, you turn it towards God. Right? Because Sattva can be turned towards God. It's easy. It's a very light. Rajaguna can be turned towards God. Passion can be... Everything can be turned towards God. Sri Ramakrishna said, if you're angry, be angry. If you're an angry nature, be angry at that what stops you from realizing God. If you're lustful, lust after one union with God. Any, even the negative things can be given a turn. Anything connected to God becomes auspicious. It says, if you give a turn to Tamaguna, God can be attained. Force your demands on her. She's no stranger. She's family. She's your own. Holy Mother used to say, she's your own. Not your stepmother. You know. Also look, this Tamaguna can be used to benefit others as well. There are three kinds of physicians. The superior physician, the mediocre physician, and the inferior physician. The physician who comes, takes a pulse reading, and then goes away saying, oh, take this medicine. He's the inferior physician. He doesn't find out whether or not a patient is taking medicine. The physician who uses many ways to persuade the patient to take the medicine, who speaks with sweet words, oh, hey now, if you don't take the medicine, how will you get better? Take it, dear one. I'm giving you the medicine that I prepared myself. Take it. He's a mediocre physician. And the physician who, seeing that the patient won't take the medicine by other means, pins him down with his knee on his chest and forces him to swallow the medicine, he's a superior physician. This is a, this is a physician's tamaguna. Through, through this guna, the patient has, is benefited, not harmed. Even tamas is, has some benefit. Like physicians, there are three types of teachers, acharyas, gurus. The one who gives teachings on dharmas to a disciple and then doesn't make any inquiries, he is the inferior teacher. The one who, for the benefit of the disciple, explains things to them again and again so that they can grasp the teachings and repeatedly pleads with them, showing love, he is in the group of mediocre teachers. And any spiritual teacher who even uses force, 
when he sees that the disciples aren't in any way listening, I call him superior teacher. The superior teacher. Swami Chaitananda tells the story of Swami Bhuteshananda, very wonderful. He was one of the presidents of the Ramakrishna order. And he, I think, because he's in the, Ram, in the Ramakrishna tra- uh, mission tradition, in India, the, only the president and the vice presidents are giving diksha. So this old man, he probably had 350,000 disciples, something like this. Right? He's like, you know, th- and so somebody asked him, what type of guru are you, Maharaj? Are you, can you pin them down in force? He says, I have, I'm old, I have bad knees. What can I do now? <laughs> he avoided, he's <laughs> not that type of doctor. Right? Conversation continues. A Brahma devotee asks. Remember, this is I mentioned that the Brahma Samaj has this view that God is, has qualities, but no form, right? And Advaita Vedanta has a view of quali- no qualities and no form. And then in the devotional tradition, God has form, qualities, name, like this. So, Sri Ramakrishna coming, somebody who's a, who dances, sings, and worships, does puja, does coming. Uh, this is the time good to ask him. There's a there's a Philosophical uh, question. So Brahma Devati asks, Is God with form or formless? Sakar or Nirakar? Right. Sri Ramakrishna. A conclusion about her can't be made. Right. This is a big thing of Sri Ramakrishna. People say this, people say that, but God can be, we can't fully, we can never understand the infinite nature of God. The infinite can't be understood by a finite mind, even a great mind. Right. It's not here, but uh, other places Sri Ramakrishna says, the comparing uh, God to be a giant mountain of sugar, right? And so an ant comes and takes one grain of sugar in its mouth and another on its back and goes back and says, tomorrow I'll come get the rest, mm-hmm. right? It's an ant, it can never in its whole life get all that sugar. It can't comprehend, right? It can only hold a little bit, right? And then Sri Ramakrishna says, we're like ants. What can we understand about the infinite God? We can only understand a little bit. One, more, one, one um, grain is sufficient. A little sweetness is sufficient for us. Not the whole thing. And then he describes even the great, the great saints like Narada and Sukadev, right? He says um, uh, people that we put pictures on their alt- on our altar and worship them in- as incarnations of God. He says they were at best big ants, right? Even they could not comprehend the infinitude of God, you know. So, uh, so a conclusion of just like one statement. That's a whole. That's a whole sl- uh, sloka. That's a, a, a like an Upanishadic verse, right? Uh, the conclusion about her, him, it, there's no clear, can't be made. She is formless and is also with form. For devotees, she is with form. For those who are jnanis, that is, those who think of the world as like a dream, for them, she is formless. A devotee knows that I am one thing, the world is another thing. So a devotee, so a devotee's God becomes vyakti. Yakti means a personal God and shows herself. A devotee's God becomes Vyakti, a person, and shows herself or himself. A jnani, like a Vedantist, only reasons neti neti, not this, not this. After reasoning, a jnani has the feeling that I am false, the world too is false, like a dream. The jnani perceives Brahman in perception itself. What it, what it is, one can't say with the tongue. <clears throat> Do you know what it's like? Like Satchitananda, 
is an ocean. No shores at all, limitless ocean. And in the coolness of devotion, the water becomes ice in places. The ice freezes into shapes. That is, in the presence of a devotee, she manifests, and from time to time she assumes a form. If you think of this image of, a, of, of an uh, iceberg in an infinite ocean, that iceberg is a way to comprehend the infinite ocean. It's not different from the ocean. And it's, not limit, it's not a limitation of the ocean. One time, uh, somebody was asking a question like this. What about this? When you think of God's form or God's name, it seems that we're putting a limit on Him. Because right? the name and the form is by, 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 it's, it's by definition... A limitation, right? So we don't, don't we don't like that. He said it seems like I'm uncomfortable with that, and so Neem Kurli Baba says told told one person, bring me some water, or told that person if I remember the story, bring me some water. So the person goes and gets a glass and fills it, washes it, and brings a glass of water. And he said I didn't ask for a glass, I asked for water. And he's like, like not knowing what what do you do? What do you what do you say to that, right? And he says like that exactly the glass. It's not limiting water. It's, re- it's the only way to bring water to me is through the glass. Right? A God's name and form does not limit God. It's revealing God. Without that, we can't comprehend. We can't relate. There's no way to touch it. Right. She manifests. Uh, when the sun of knowledge rises, that ice melts. Then you no longer feel like saying that God is a person. There's not even a vision of her forms. What she is can't be spoken with the tongue. Who is going to speak? The one who would speak ceases to exist. He can't find his eye anymore. But go on reasoning, and nothing remains of I and the like. First, you peeled off the red layer of an onion. After that, the thick white layer. Just like this, keep on peeling all the way through and inside. Nothing can be found. In that place where one's own eye can't be found, and who searches, even, in that place, who is going to say of the world, in words, how Brahman's true nature is perceived in consciousness? Okay, this is another place this talk where it says, only Brahman, realize, only Brahman knows what Brahman's nature is. If we consider ourselves an individual, it's impossible to ever know Brahman's nature. Right? If you, if you accept Brahman's as the absolute, the individual ceases, gets absorbed, he ceases to have any meaning. There's no I there, right? So say, oh, Brahman's like this, or Brahman's not. More, usually, people don't say Brahman. People argue saying Brahman's not like this. That's usually what we say, right, about God. God's not like this. If you make those type of statements, it, it, it's impossible. Only, only, only the infinite knows the infinite, and we, or I, or you, by even those words, show that we're not infinite. So as long as we're here, it's not possible. Only God knows what God's like, right? But when we think we're real. An individual, then God appears, that infinite appears also like us, with name, with form, with qualities, understandable, relatable. Osaltal went to measure the ocean. As soon as it got into the ocean, it melted and dissolved. Who is going to give the report then? The sign of complete knowledge, when, one's compl- when there's complete knowledge, a person becomes silent. Then, when the saltal is 
Then, when the saltal, in the form of I, goes into the ocean to form a Satyatananda, it becomes one with it, and not even a tiny bit of any perception of different remains. As long as reasoning isn't finished, people fuss and argue. When it's finished, they become silent. That uh, the sign of knowledge is complete knowledge. When a person becomes silent, we've I think there's other sayings like one who, whether one who knows, one who knows doesn't is silent. There isn't this thing like one who knows knows. What is that? But was like was well, the one who speak don't know. Those who know don't say. You know, like this. Right? There's some sayings like that. But Taco gives a very nice example here. Uh, 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 when a water. Uh, 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 when the water pot is full, and when the water in the pot and the water in the pond become one, then there's no more sound. As long as w- the water pot isn't full, then there's sound. And we were discussing that type of pot is a is a pot with a long neck, right? If you take an empty pot and dump it in the water to fill it, blah 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 blah, blah, blah makes all this noise, right? If it's ma- the fact that it's making noise means it's not full. Right, so the fact somebody's talking, like here I am, also talking about these things, mean we're not, we're still half empty, or I won't say half or how much I won't tell you, because then you won't come, you won't come next week, right? <laughs> right, but as soon as it's full, then it's once the water inside and the water outside are, then the pot doesn't make any noise at all. Right, the sign of knowledge is silence. Long ago, people used to say, if a ship goes out into the black waters, it doesn't return. Once the eye dies, the garbage will be removed. Reason a thousand times, the eye doesn't go. For you and for me, I am a devotee. This pride, this ego is good. Right? Uh, uh, people think, oh, that's ego. No, 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 this is a good. In our state, as long as we have an eye, other places, Akra says, let the bastard be a devotee. If the eye is going to be there, let it be thinking, I am a devotee of God. That, that, um, uh, that ego is not a harmful, it's auspicious. Mm. Brahman with qualities is for a devotee. That is, it has qualities. It reveals itself by becoming a person and taking on a form. She listens to prayers. When you all, when one, sorry, the one you all pray to, you pray to her only. You pray to her only. You're not Vedantis, you're not Jnanis, you're devotees. Accept the form taken or don't, it doesn't matter. Because they're devotees, he's talking to the Brahma Samaj, remember, they're devotees, but they don't accept God's form. Right, so it's like the, the formless and impersonal is not their God either. But they have a, they're not, they're, they've rejected these, these, these forms. Right, it says accept, or, accept the form or don't accept the form. But, as you like. It's enough if you say that God is a person, the person who listens to prayers, who creates, preserves, and destroys, the person who herself is unlimited power, Ananta Shakti. No, yeah, Ananta Shakti. Only the path of devotion, only by the path of devotion, can she be easily attained. Brahma Devati asks. Reverend Sir, revered Sir, can God be seen? If she can be seen, why aren't we able to see her? Hmm. Sri Ramakrishna, yes, of course, she can be seen. 
She can be seen with form, and she can also be seen without form. How will I make you understand? Brahmativity. In what way is she, ab- is she able to be seen? Sri Ramakrishna. Now one thing, the point is she, there's no she here, it. There, there's no gendered uh, pronoun, thank you. No gendered pronoun in Bengali. But he's talking, he's talking about the Divine Mother, but this is, you know, it's not, whether it's God, Goddess, Brahman. But Thakur's relationship with, with the Divine was that of the Divine Mother. In his mind it was she. In what way is she able to be seen? Sri Ramakrishna. Can you weep for her with yearning? People weep a jug of tears for sons, for wife, for money. But who is weeping for God? As long as the child stays distracted with its pacif- with his pacifier, the mother does the cooking and the like and all the housework. When the child no longer likes a pacifier and he throws the pacifier away and cries and weeps, then the mother sets down the rice pot and comes running and takes the child on her lap. Brahma Devati. Revered Sir, why are there so many different opinions about the nature of God? Some say with form, some say formless. Also, we hear about many different forms from those who believe in God with form. Why so much confusion? Formless and form is one big thing, but those who believe in form, oh, no, it's Rama, no, it's Krishna, it's Kali, it's Shiva. No, Shiva's lower. Kali, you know, the, you know the, all the Jesus, Allah, is the, you know. Uh, 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 so even though those, those who accept God was form, which form? There seems to be so much confusion. Sri Ramakrishna. The, the form a devotee sees is the only one he thinks about. Actually, there isn't much confusion at all. Right? The one you love is the one. The one you experience is the one that you're thinking about. If you're able to experience her just once in any way, then she'll explain everything. You, don't go, you, don't, you didn't go into the na- that neighborhood. How will you get all the news? Listen to a story. There's a great, famous story of Sri Ramakrishna. We're reading it for the first time here. Actually, he says, you, uh, without, go- with, you, without going to a neighborhood, you, you're checking the news. Also, what people speak about things they don't know, understand, don't understand. Right? So here, and all these different, the question is, why are there so many different opinions? Right? That's the question, right? So, a person has gone for a bowel movement means you go out to the woods, you go out to the forest to go, to go to the bathroom. He saw in a tree an animal was sitting. He came back and said to someone, Look, I just saw a beautiful red-colored animal in such and such a tree. The other person replied, When I've gone for a bowel movement, I've also seen it. But how can it be red-colored? It's green-colored. Another person said, No, no, I've seen it. It's yellow. In the same way other people said, No, it's white, it's purple, it's blue, and so on. In the end, it's an argument. Right? So this is his, his description of all the people arguing about different relig- relig- their opinions on religion. It's like people who uh, go uh, to the bathroom out in the forest and argue about what the, an animal they've seen. Right? I think it's a statement about people's opinions. <laughs> we, have other, we have pithy ways in English to have similar things about Opinions, I think, we won't go, but similar type of <laughs> quality. I think, I think it's the, the old world's way of saying a similar thing. They, then they went to the foot of the tree and saw a person sitting there. Like, they failed to notice a person. 
Everybody going to the bathroom at that place, nobody noticed that there's a sadhu sitting there meditating. Right? There's people, you know, people make art, they make up very strong and fight about their opinions about something they have very little knowledge of. Right? But who is that person sitting there who may have proper knowledge, proper full knowledge? They questioned him and he said, I live at the foot of this tree and I know this animal very well. What you all are saying is entirely true. Sometimes it's red, sometimes green, sometimes yellow, sometimes blue, and also how many other colors. It's a chameleon. Right. And, you know, uh, so it's interesting that statement. What you all I know the animal. You're all what you're saying is entirely true. But actually, what he's saying, you're entirely wrong. <laughs> right? Because there, there's people saying it's red. You say actually, it, it is red. But you don't know what you're talking about because it's also so many other colors, right? So uh, people's opinion about God, most people, almost anything that can be said about God is true. But the way people say it, it's 100% wrong. 100% true. What they're saying is true, but those people are 100% wrong. Right? God is like this. That's true. But only like this. That's wrong. <laughs> right? You know, and that's almost everything. When you say God's like this, you usually mean He's not like this. Right? He's, uh, so this is very interesting. There, that's, therefore, these big statements we like to make, right? and, Sri Ramak- and based upon the teachings of Sri Ramakrishna, Vivekananda, that all religions are true. Right? But every religion... If you take all the the true statements of all the religions that are true, they're all the first thing they say. All all religions are wrong, right? So that can't be right, <laughs> right? So it's like so all religions, what they're saying is true, if understood, and if but only part was only part, very limited partial knowledge, right? Only somebody who knows the animal well uh, can know what what God is really like. It's a chameleon. Also, sometimes I see it doesn't have any color at all. Sometimes it has qualities and sometimes it has no qualities. That is, only the person who ever and always thinks of God knows her true nature, right? It's easy to understand, right? Only that person knows that she reveals herself in many different forms, reveals herself in many different moods, and that she is with qualities and she is also without qualities. Only the one who lives at the base of the tree knows that the chameleon has many different colors and also that sometimes it doesn't have any color at all. Other people only argue and fight and suffer. Right? Kabir used to say, the formless is my father, the one with form is my mother. The form that the devotee loves is, very, is the very form in which she reveals herself. She who is affectionate to the devotees. It's in the Puranas. For Hanuman, the heroic devotee, she assumed the form of Ram. In the presence of the reason of Vedanta, Forms and the like fly away. The final conclusion of that reasoning is this. Brahman is real. The world of name and form is false. Only as long as this self-image of I am a devotee remains, is it possible to have the vision of God's forms and the feeling of calling God a Vyakti person. When seen through the eyes of reason, the self-image of a devotee, devotee's I, has kept the devotee at a bit of a distance. Why is the form of Kali and the form of Shama, Shama here means Krishna, five and a quarter feet tall? Because of distance. 
this is actually the question is like if this is God, I mean is not a is two and a half feet tall the image. How can that be God? Two and a half feet tall image. Right? And he's saying actually it looks two and a half feet because of distance. And then he gives a beautiful example. Because of distance the sun looks small. You can look at the sun too and go, that's ah, about about three inches tall. Now see, I have direct personal sensual direct sense experience. The sun is exactly approximately exactly two and a half inches across. Right? Go near it, and it will look so huge, you won't be able to comprehend it. Also, why do the form of Kali and the form of Shama, Krishna, have a black color? That's also because of distance. Just like the water of a large lake, from a distance it looks green or blue or black colored. Go to it, pick up a handful of water and look. It doesn't have any color at all. If you see the sky from a distance, its color is blue. Go near it, it doesn't have any color at all. So what I'm saying is this. In the view of Vedantic reasoning, Brahman is without qualities. What its real nature is, that can't be spoken with the tongue. But as long as you yourself are real, the world is also real. God's various forms are also real. And the feeling that God is a person is also real. The path of devotion is your path. This is very good. This is an easy path. Is an infinite God able to be known? Besides, what's the need of just knowing her? Having received this rare human birth, I need to be devoted to her lotus feet. To understand the infinitude of God is not possible, and why do we even try? Simply loving, God, loving God's feet is sufficient for us, right? If my thirst goes away with one jug of water, what's the need of knowing how much water is in the lake? If I become drunk after half a bottle of liquor, what's the need of calculating how much alcohol there is in the li- at the liquor store? Is it really necessary to know the infinite? Right, a little bit of experience. Sri Ramakrishna. In the Vedas, there are descriptions of the various states of a knower Brahman. The path, that path, the path of knowledge, is a very difficult path. If there is worldly-mindedness, even the slightest trace of attachment to the objects of lust and greed, kamani kanchan, then there's no knowledge. This isn't the path for Kali Yuga. So Sri Ramakrishna had full understanding. He's describing very technically some of the details of Vedanta. He says, if you have even the slightest attachment, slightest body awareness, slightest, you, it, it won't work. Right? So even statements like aham brahmasmi, right? these are mahavakyas, these are the absolute truth. We don't even do truth beyond even meaning. Right? Sri Ramakrishna said it's, 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 it becomes almost unwholesome in this age to make such statements. Because we're, we're, when we say I, we don't think Brahman, we don't think, we think the body, we think the mind, we think our relationship. We can't go beyond it. Right? So in this age, the path of Kali, uh, path of, uh, this isn't the path of Kali Yuga. Bhakti Yoga is the path of Kali Yuga. Related to the, this, there's a mention in the Vedas of the Saptabhumis, the seven planes. These seven planes are the pl- places of the mind. These are the chakras. He gives a uh, physical description. When the mind stays in the world, then the mind dwells in the place of the penis, the anus, and the navel. The mind has no upward gaze then. The mind is absorbed only in lust and greed. The fourth plane of the mind is the heart. Then the first awareness has begun. And one has a vision of light in the four directions. That person is stunned seeing this divine light and says, "Ah, what is this? What is this? Then the mind no longer goes downwards towards the world. 
the fifth plane of the mind, the throat. The one whose mind has risen to the throat has gone beyond all delusion and ignorance and doesn't enjoy listening or speaking to anything else other than God. If someone talks about anything else, he gets up and leaves that place. This is one of the signs mentioned in the scriptures also. When the prana and the mind are situated in, in, in the Vishuddha Chakra, the throat chakra, then one of the symptoms that you cannot hear or tolerate speaking or hearing worldly things. The sixth plane of the mind, the forehead. When the mind goes there, day and night, there is a vision of godly forms. Even then, a little bit of eye remains. That person has a vision of unrivaled beauty and becomes intoxicated and goes to touch and hug that form but can't. It's like there is a light inside of a lantern. And I think, I touched this light, I touched it, but because there's a glass barrier, I'm unable to touch it. At the top of the head, the seventh plane, when the mind goes to that place, there is samadhi, and the knower of Brahman has a direct vision of Brahman, but the body doesn't live much longer in that state. Always unconscious, unable to eat anything, and if milk is poured into the mouth, it runs out. At this plane, there's death in 21 days. This alone is a state of a knower of Brahman. You are all on the path of devotion. It's very good and easy. A person said to me, Reverend, revered sir, can you teach me this samadhi thing? That's the proper response. <laughs> right, so simple. Yeah, so simple. You can, you can teach me about, can you give me samadhi? When there's samadhi, all action is left behind. Puja, japa, and such actions, worldly duties, everything is left behind. In the beginning, there's a big fuss about rites. The more you progress in the direction of God, the, the more ceremonial rites become less, even to the point that singing her names and glory stops. To Shivanat. As long as you hadn't come to the assembly, there was much talk about your name and virtues. As soon as you arrived, immediately all that talk stopped. Then they were happy simply to have your darshan. Then people have said, Hey, here, Shivanat Babu has come. All of the talk about you stops. This is another sign of, of silence being the sign of knowledge, right? If you're talking about something, you, you know, once you're talking, if I, I don't need to talk about you if I have you in front of me, right? After the state of mind, when I went to perform tarp, after this state of mind, when I went to perform tarpan, tarpan is an, uh, you go to the river and you hold and you offer water, tarpan is water offerings, right? In the waves of the Ganga, I see that the water is falling between my fingers. Then weep and I ask, Haladhari, Dada, what's happened? Haladhari said, this is called uh, Galita Hasta. After the vision of God, Tarpan and other rites don't remain. In the beginning of Sankritan, one says, Nittai Amar Matahati. Like, right? Uh, Nittai Amar Matahati. My Nittai is a mad elephant. This is a Kirtan that, that was popular. It's part of the... Uh, uh, um, what's that movement? It's a, a Bengali kirtan tradition. I'm forgetting. Haley Goswami talks about it quite a bit. Where when, before going into the stories of Radha Krishna, you have to sto you have to do uh, lila kirtan on Nitai, Nitananda and Chaitanya. And so one of the lines is Nita, uh, my Nita is. I mean, he's dancing like a mad elephant, right? So Nita Amar Matohati, my Nita is a mad elephant. My Nita is a mad elephant. When the mood deepens, one only says Hati Hati. After that, only hati. This is the only word that stays on the tongue. Finally saying ha, there is bhava samadhi. 
you can't pronounce a full each as you go deeper and deeper the noise gets less then that person who has been chanting kirtan for a long time becomes silent it's like feeding the brahmanas like at a feeding of brahmins at first there's a lot of commotion once everyone has sat down with leaf plates in front of them, then a lot of the commotion has gone down. Bring luchis, bring luchis, is the only sound remaining. After that, when they've started eating the luchis and vegetables, then three quarters of the sound has gone down. When the yogurt has come, then it's soup, soup. Good, everyone laughs. Everybody's on that. <laughs> That's a good sign. No words at all are spoken. After the meal, sleep. They become very silent. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, in the very beginning, there remains a lot of commotion about rights. The more you go forward in the path of God, the more rights will be reduced. Finally, the leaving behind of rights and samadhi. When a housewife becomes pregnant, the mother-in-law gives her less work to do. At 10 months, she almost doesn't have to do any work at all. Once there's a child, work is completely given up. Now the mother only takes care of the child. The mother-in-law, the husband's sister, and the husband's brother's wife, they do the housework. After one becomes established in samadhi, the body usually doesn't remain. There are some whose bodies remain for instructing people, those like Narada, and avatars like Chaitanya Dev. When a well has been dug, some people remove the basket and spade. Some people leave them. They think, in case someone in the neighborhood needs them. In this way, the great souls are disturbed by the suffering of living beings. They aren't selfish once they've gotten knowledge. You know about, you know about selfish people. If you tell them, piss over here, they won't piss at all, just in case it might help you. <laughs> Everyone laughs. That's a great line. I love that. If you give them a pice to buy a sandesh from the store, they bring it back after sucking on it. But there is a special power. Ordinary vessels are afraid to give instructions to people. A piece of driftwood is able to float along by itself. But if a bird comes and sits on it, it sinks. But sages like Narada are strong logs. This wood can float not only by itself, it can also carry many men, cows and even elephants. We stopped there, the last little section. So we'll, fin we'll finish and then we'll finish this whole book. We'll go back to Bhagavatam next week. Sri Ramakrishna to Shivanath. Hey, why do you all describe so much of God's splendor? This is, hey, meaning them, the, the Brahma Samaj. The Brahma Samaj, the way of prayers is, well, I'll show you, I'll say it. I said those words to Keshav said, one day all they, they all went there to the Kalibari. I said, what kind of lectures do you give? I'll listen. Well, on the, on the Ganga's Ghat and the Chandi, there was a meeting, and Keshav began to speak. He spoke well, and I went to Bhava. Later, I said to Keshav, Why do you talk so much about these things? Oh, God, what beautiful flowers you've made. You've made the sky, you've made the stars, you've made the sea, all this. Those who themselves love opulence love to describe God's opulence. When Radhakanta's ornaments, Radhakanta is the Krishna, Radhakrishna induction, Ishwar, Picture of them are up on the wall there. When Radhakanta's ornaments were stolen, Seju Babu went to the Radhakanta temple and began to say, Shame, Lord, you couldn't protect your own ornaments. A little Tamasic Bhakti, I think. 
Right. I told, said you, Babu, oh, you're so intelligent. He who has Lakshmi herself as a servant, whose feet she lovingly massages, does he lack opulence? For you, these ornaments are important thing, but for God, they're just some lumps of dirt. Shame, such an unintelligent word shouldn't be spoken. What opulence can you give him? So I say, the one in whom people take joy is the one people want. Where that's where that one's house is, how many houses, how many gardens, how much wealth, how many relatives, how many male and female servants, what's the use of this information? When I see Narendra, that's a young Vivekananda, I forget everything. Where his house is, what his father does, how many brothers he has. These never, there's never been a day when I may, even by mistake, I've asked about all these. Dive deep into God's sweetness. His endless creation, endless opulence, What's the use of such information for us? Again, the same singing, in the same voice that puts Gandharvas to shame. Thakur sings, Dive, 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 dive deep into the ocean of God's beauty, O my mind. If you seek beyond the reach of deepest hells, you will find the priceless jewel of divine love. Seek, seek, seek. If you seek, you, f- you shall find Vrindavan in the very core of your heart. Light, light, light. The lamp of wisdom and within the heart it shall ever burn and blaze. Drum, drum, drum. Who is the one who again with joyful rhythm guides a boat over high dry land? Kabir says, listen, listen, listen. And remember the Guru's holy and blessed feet. But after Darshan, a devotee has a desire to see his play. After slaying Ravana, Ramachandra entered the demon city. The old woman, Nikasha, Ravana's mother, started to run away. Lakshman said, Rama, please tell me one thing. This Nikasha is old. She has suffered so much at the death of her sons, and still she fears for her life and flees. Ramachandra assured her there was nothing to fear and had her brought before him to question her. Nikasha said, Rama, because I've lived long, I've seen so much of your play. Lila. That's why I wish to live long, even longer. How much more of your play shall I see? She wasn't running out of fear of death. She was running to see more of God's manifestations. To Shivanath. I wish to see you. How will I live if I don't see pure souls? Perhaps it's because pure souls are friends from previous births. Brahma Devati. Reverend Sir, do you believe in reincarnation? You brought that up, right? Sri Ramakrishna, yes, I've heard that there's reincarnation. Can we understand God's action with our meager intelligence? Many have said so, many, many have said so, I can't disbelieve it. Bhishmadev is going to give up his body. He's lying on the bed of arrows, and the Pandavas are all standing there with Sri, with Sri Krishna. They notice that tears are falling from Bhishmadev's eyes. Arjuna says to Sri Krishna, Brother, what a surprise! Grand uncle, who is Bhishmadev himself, who has conquered his senses, a wise man, and one of the eight Vasus, even he is weeping in Maya at the time of leaving the body. Sri Krishna related these words to Bhishmadev and said, Krishna, who said, Krishna, you know very well that I'm not weeping because of that. When I think that the Pandavas, who have Bhagavan himself as their own charioteer, that even they have no end to their sufferings and dangers, then I weep, because I haven't been able to understand anything at all of Bhagavan's actions. Now the evening worship began in the Samaj Hall, about 8.30 at night, 
four or five dundas about two hours after evening. The night became filled with moonlight. Remember, it's the two days after the full moon this day, right? It was as if the pure beams of the autumn moon began to float on the trees and vines of the garden. Meanwhile, in the Samaj Hall, Sankirtan was commen- is commencing. Bhagavan Sri Ramakrishna is dancing, drunk with love for Hari. And the Brahma devotees have taken up drums and cymbals and are dancing around him. Everyone is in a drunken mood, as if they have gained the presence of Sri Bhagavan before them. Gradually, the cries of Hari's name are rising up. Villagers in all four directions are listening to Hari's name, and in their minds they are giving many, many thanks to the master of this garden, Bhakta Benimadav. At the end of the kirtan, Sri Ramakrishna bows on the ground to the mother of the universe. While bowing, he is saying, Bhagavata Bhakta Bhagavan. Before I continue, that's an important mantra. Sri Ramakrishna in, in front of the Radha Krishna temple at Dakshinishwar, he saw an old lady reciting Bhagavatam. And she saw, he saw a light move from the image of Krishna and go to the Bhagavatam and go to that lady's heart. And he realized actually that Bhagavata, the Lord, Bhakta, the devotee, Bhagavata, the text, Bhakta, the, 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 uh, the, the, the devotee, and Bhagavan, the Lord, are the same. Three aspects of one. This became, he used to tell people, say, Bhagavata, Bhakta, Bhagavan, Bhagavata, mantra, become a mantra. So he, he bows, Bhagavata, Bhakta, Bhagavan. I bow at the feet of the jnanis. I bow at the feet of the devotees, bhaktas. I bow at the feet of the devotees of God with form. I bow at the feet of the devotees of the formless God. I bow to, at the feet of the brahmagyanis of the past. I bow at the feet of the brahmagyanis of the present, of the present day. Many Madhav had arranged various dishes for the devotees who ate. Sri Ramakrishna sat with the devotees and joyfully took the prasad. Sri Ramakrishna ki jai. Hariyom. It's very nice to be very, very pleasant. Jai ma. So, we also have some prasad. <laughs> we can eat. Hariyom tatsat.